From In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Predestined. John 10, 29, Proverbs 15, 4, or 1 Peter 2, 8, the Bible can be used to claim the character of Yahweh has predestined each of us. It's all part of His plan. If I was created with my end determined and planned out, if I am predestined for hell, why create me? What purpose do I serve to the Creator by being born to burn? Is there a quota for the lake of fire? Or am I supposed to be an example or a spark that pushes Christians closer to their deity? Is there an acceptable answer to these questions? Of course not. There is no way to justify these actions. Why would anyone want to worship such a monster? Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. That, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is Christian author David Libby. Welcome to the show, David. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be here, Michael. Um, it's, a, it's a great uh, privilege, and um, and thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, why don't you tell the folks at home a little bit about your book? Sure. Okay. My book uh, kind of tells my, my and my family's story. We went through many years, a decade and a half or so of very, very serious, uh, intense suffering uh, with mm. uh, serious chronic illness. And it, it, it tells our story briefly and then seeks to answer some of the deeper theological, philosophical questions um, around mm. a life of suffering. It, it starts out with uh, the the um, argument posed by the atheist philosopher and naturalist Ernst Haeckel back in Charles Darwin's day, mm. uh, which he called the disteleological argument. You know, we've mm. all heard of the teleological argument. You know, the argument from design. You know, mm. if if the world looks so designed, it must have a designer. Well, Haeckel mm. came along and said, well, if this world was designed by an all good an all-powerful designer, then why are there so many mistakes, so many blunders in this world? You know, suboptimal design, hmm. uh, excuse me, suboptimal design, if I can get that tongue twister out, <laughs> um, suffering, pain, um, hmm. evil, that sort of thing. And Heckel was really borrowing, borrowing from the uh, uh, 19th century philosopher David Hume, about 100 years before Heckel, hmm. who made, made the same argument. So this book starts with that difficult question and then seeks the you know, unpack uh, what I believe are sound answers uh, to those hard questions. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I mean, not to spoil the ending or anything, but what what was your uh, takeaway from that? Well, the takeaway, um, uh, first of all, I believe there are some, you know, fairly inadequate answers floating around in, in, in Christian circles today. Hmm. Uh I believe the correct answer to the disteleological argument is there are no mistakes in God's creation. Hmm. You know, even, you know, things like um, mosquitoes and ticks that bite us and do damage to us are 
marvels of his creative genius. They do just what he designed them to do. You know, we read about that in his curse in Genesis three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God is a sovereign God. You know, my uh, subtitle is God's sovereignty in the face of suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, although he's not the author of things like evil, you know, he is displeased with, you know, human rebellion and sin. Um, nevertheless, he is a sovereign God, and because mm-hmm. of human rebellion and sin, he is, you know, cursed his creation. And because of that curse, we have uh, pain and suffering in this world. You know, uh, for example, if <clears throat> If um, uh, somebody said to Adam, you know, Adam, don't those weeds you're pulling out of your garden prove that there is no God? You know, that's Ernest Haeckel's just teleological argument. Adam could say, well, no, of course not. God's the one who put those weeds there. God we put the, those we, weeds there lovingly. <laughs> right. He, and and, and that, that's that's another good point, Michael. Thank you for saying lovingly because mm. um, uh, even in God's curse and even in the pain and suffering that we see in this world, we we still serve a loving God. Hmm. Um, so the purpose behind, you know, uh, because God is a sovereign God, there's purpose behind, you know, even the most difficult trials that we face in this life. Uh, that but, is, but, yeah, that's a, that's a touchy one there. Well, maybe we'll get into that later. Cause that one tends to set me off. Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. I, 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 sure, um, sure. I, I did want to touch real quick on something there. Thank you very much. That was awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're um, a lot there, lots there to unravel and unpack. Uh, not the author of evil was one thing that kind of stuck out right off the bat there. What do you mean by that? God is not the author of evil. We can't blame God for our sin. You know, we can't Mm -hmm. blame God for the evil in this world. So, uh, God is a, uh, in, in Christian circles, we find people often gravitate Mm -hmm. into error in one or the other, two different directions. Um, and, and by the way, we all gravitate into error somewhere. Myself included, admittedly, you know, we all we all deviate from objective truth at some point. If we only knew where, we'd stop deviating. But hmm. um, and and that's that's why our that's our life is a uh, yeah our, our life is a journey of 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 um you know seeking after truth. But anyway, hmm. two areas where people often gravitate into error is um, either denying God's sovereignty, right? So okay. uh, God is. Uh, you know, why is there evil in this world? Well, God had, uh, you know, God had no control over that. You know, you, you maybe maybe you've heard the uh, stage manager analogy that was popular back, I think, in the 1920s, where it was mm, kind of a I've heard that you know, deist, Okay, it's kind of a deist model of God. You know, God was like a um, a stage manager, and he, you know, set this you know grand production of world history in order, and right. um, everything was going to be perfect. And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody tripped and you know grabbed a hold of a tapestry and rip the tapestry down and that <laughs> not, that, that took the candle over the candle, you know, set the right, curtains right. on fire. And meanwhile, the stage manager God is running around behind all this mess, you know, trying to put it back in order, but yeah. he has no control ultimately over it. So mm. I believe that's a, an incorrect model. You know, God's word teaches very clearly that he so um, God is in control. He is in control. Correct. Mm. Um, you know, Daniel 435, he does according to his will uh, yeah. among the inhabitants of the earth. Um, in the army of oh. heaven, no one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? Um, and many other texts can be cited. So, Yeah, got, all the peoples of earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of earth. I think that was Amen, like brother. 435, yeah. But that, that, why yeah. is that? I don't see that 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 right there. Um, he does as he pleases. And then yep. uh, we'll get back to that. Sorry, we're, we're still on the whole he doesn't create the evil thing. Or doesn't, uh, not the oh. author of evil. Sorry, not the author of evil. Or, um, right, so, so the other... I think the other error that people could gravitate into would be 
that uh, that God actually is the the author of evil. That he uh, well, he says so. Isaiah you know, he says that he creates evil or calamity or or destruction. And then we see him several times in the Old Testament, or you know, again at the end of the world, creating destruction, calamity. Uh, I mean, do you think? Yes, that's... absolutely. Just I, I would say right in uh, in answer to that, I would say that that creating destruction or calamity is different than being the author of, of, of the sin, which gives them the occasion for the destruction and the calamity. So hold on, uh, let's top of that. Hold on. Wait, wait there. Say that again. Sure. Uh, uh, to, 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 be the, to, to be the one who brings the calamity mm -hmm. and brings the destruction is different than being the one who is the, the author of the sin. That is the reason for the destruction of the calamity. So, you know, what, what, so what, why does God bring? So you got the guy who did something wrong. And yep. then you've got the God who has set up the punishment as uh, a, a hurricane, let's say, or a sure. landslide or some shenanigans, you know, something like that. So God's Absolutely. punishment for the whatever this guy did is that. Yep. So that's and we have to accept that as a good thing. Yeah, good punishment because it's sovereign. He's sovereign no matter what punishment he dishes out. Is, sure, is, when God pours out his judgment, whether temporal or eternal against the wicked, that's that is a good thing. It's a right. good thing. Good thing. Interesting. It's a good thing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, everything that God does is good. God is good. Everything He does is good. Uh, yes, I would say so. Yeah. Now, David, we can we can nitpick a bunch of things, but I mean, we've read the Bible, sure. right, David? You've read the Bible. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So, many times. Everything He does is good. Is there anything you can pick out in there that you would see as maybe questionable? There are things that um that we humans would see as questionable and you know yes, me being yeah. a me being a sinful you, human i'm asking david the human yes <laughs> yeah 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 ask david the human sure the david david the human answers in my <laughs> in my humanity and actually we can get back to a previous question in a minute here if you if you like yeah. this this does, this does relate you um the, the previous question i'd like to get back to is you know what is the i forget how you worded it but me too I should what's the um What's the ultimate answer to, um, you know, the problem of suffering and the dysteleological, the dysteleological argument dysteleological. and all that? We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, um, so David the human, um, you mm. know, with that stored in the back of our minds, that that answer, that question still needs, um, you know, some more probing. Circle um, for you. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> David the human might look at, um, like, uh the uh, siege of jerusalem and mm. say man and guys were eating their own kids and eating their own excrement and and was yeah. it really were, were they really that bad for god to pour all that kind of judgment mm. upon them or yeah. like noah's flood i mean yeah man were they really that bad so the That's correct answer one. is yeah they really were that bad yeah or, or what about or what about the canaanite invasion the canaanite conquest mm. where mm. god's people were god's people were ordered to slaughter every man woman and child and you know the even the donkeys david the and exactly precisely right the so evil donkeys david, were they evil were they evil asses david <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they were i couldn't resist they were, they were, i guess they were asses that belonged to evil asses <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
Well, by the so, way, yeah, those, are, those, are, those are some tough things to tackle for sure. Uh, and, and how does David yeah. the human tackle those? I mean, as as a let's go to the flood, for instance. We've got every puppy, kitten, baby, infant, uh, nursing baby, uh, fetus that, that got aborted through floodwaters. You know, you got all that. Sure. And, and yeah. how how bad could the people have been to for God to have to to feel that he has to drown every puppy and kitten alongside every baby and evil person? Like, what would have been so bad yeah, okay. for so that to have to happen? Questions with it? There. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, there are a couple different questions there, and I would say that the second of your two questions, uh, how bad would they have to be? Is the answer to that is an answer that you or I are not really qualified to answer. Um, as David God the is, human, though, you know, yeah, as David the human, we're just thinking as humans here, um, logically of of these situations. In this character, yeah, and yeah. what we're thinking of it, yeah. So, sure. Yeah. So, David the human, David the human says, "Well, uh, they were bad. They were mm. idolaters. Uh, you know, the Nephilim were on the earth. You know, whether that was, yeah. uh, you know, spirit, human, uh, <laughs> in, in breeding, or whether it was the you know the ungodly light of Cain, or however mm. you take that. You know, there were yeah. you know mighty men on the earth who were in total rebellion against God. Big lava monsters. Uh, That's where I see him. I don't know." Yeah, whatever, the, you know, whatever, but, you know, total rebellion against God, every inclination of the heart of man was only evil continually. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they were that bad, and, and because God is a just God, and mm. since God is, you know, just, perfectly yeah. righteous, perfectly holy, therefore, you know, whatever judgment he meets out is just. Uh, so yeah. were they, so here's, so here's another question, were, were they really all that much worse than we are today? And you know, I don't know. Um, I wasn't alive then, but I think that every inclination of the human heart today is evil as well, apart from the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. So um, we were so thank you, David. Uh, we, we were so yeah. bad that the that the animals had to die. We were so bad that the children had to die. They couldn't be raised in a utopia somewhere to learn kumbaya and all that. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> why why did the, all of those other things have to die along with it? How is that considered just by David the human? I mean, how can we logically think of that as a just, sovereign action? Sure. So David the human, um, uh, we can get back to that you know, former question as well, previous question mm -hmm. about um, the, uh, I guess what I call the end-of-the-line end of answer to the, you know, the dysteleological argument, problem mm -hmm. of suffering and evil and all that. But David the human recognizes that he is... Uh, ultimately incompetent to answer these kinds of questions and has to <laughs> and has to um, appeal to a higher competency that would be the competency of god so what, what what did god tell job in the in the end of the book of job he um uh essentially he, don't ask me questions i'm better than you i mean i created the universe you know why why puny ant let me you know here i'm gonna kill your well, kids but you could have new ones <laughs> that's that's that, that's kind of how we put it, but that was sort yeah. of, but not really. You know, that, that's not quite the way he put it. What what, what he yeah. said essentially was was I'm God and you're not. So um, is that where so, David the human just settles in? I mean, we we can understand in our human logic and our our you know empathy, common sense there that that this is a not so great thing or idea. I mean, we as humans see this as bad. If somebody did such a thing, we would lock them up for a very long time. Um, if if somebody was planning out something such as horrific as this, you know, we would lock them up and put them away. But when God does it, we give him a pass because he's sovereign. 
but he does these things that are not seen as sovereign as kind of monstrous i mean we can both agree drowning children is monstrous so i mean was there some kind of we can go back to the circle round of the suffering was there some kind of suffering that was going to take place in the future i mean what would be a sufficient answer for david the human in that situation if we were to talk to god if we were to talk to god tonight and and god says ask me anything you want and you ask him about the flood what would be a sufficient answer for drowning everybody uh i believe a sufficient answer would start with with me actually uh coming face to face with god i'm, I'm assuming this this question answer is this question answer question well, you do through answer, prayer right it works that way you do you pray to him and he answers you right it's the um, way it yeah, works for most Christians there. Sure, but the the relationship that we have with God now is kind of a long distance relationship in a sense. You know, I haven't, I've huh. never, I've never <laughs> seen him face to face. I've um, never heard him like called that one. That's a good one. <laughs> well, I, I think that's, I think that's a fairly accurate depiction. Now, a, a very long accurate. Distance, a, a long distance relationship is not is not necessarily in in, in uh, um, a cold or uh, a, you know non intimate relationship. You know, picture a. Husband and wife corresponding, you know, via snail mail in the 1940s when the husband's over in World War II, for example. But, but David, when 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 the husband and wife are corresponding through snail mail, they each receive letters. Right. When you're corresponding with your long-distance relationship, it's kind of a one-way street. You send all the letters to God, and God doesn't really, you know, show up and answer. I mean, he doesn't really send you another letter in the mailbox. I mean, it's nothing physical no, that you can it's a little bit different there no i don't agree actually i think that i think that it is a um a two-way exchange uh, has god sent you a letter yes yes i've got the six, besides six the bible, the bible. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, david that's cheating <laughs> no i don't believe it is cheating at all oh man um, has he sent you one but, recently is it like can but, you correspond with him no of course we can't we, you know we can't we know we can't. but go ahead sorry well I, I believe uh, um, i believe there is also a subjective relationship but i i, I want to get back to mm. your um mm. i want to get back to your uh, former um i'm trying to think what the question was a minute ago that i hadn't completed the answer to what was that what, um, was it, what made it so bad uh oh yeah we were gonna talk to no, god no, okay. we were gonna talk to god and ask him if, if i right if i if i were face to face with god and he uh uh he let you answer um, a question ask a question yeah he wouldn't he let me answer right he would answer a question about the flood i think i think you brought the flood you know why did he you know drown why would he have and... to drown the puppies and the kittens alongside the evil humans why did the animals have to die why did the nursing infants have to die why it doesn't make any sense well i think the first thing i think what i was starting to say in my answer was the, the first thing i'm assuming this exchange this question answer exchange with god would be hmm. uh you know, less of a long distance relationship or yeah. less of a long distance exchange. Correct. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. You, you, like you can get an answer back. Like we're talking back and forth here. Let's say you have a zoom call with God and that's, and that's, let's go there. And you can ask him that gotcha. question. What, what would be a sufficient okay, like, answer for David, the human, just like you and I are talking right now. So it would be like, like I'm looking at my phone and I'm seeing God. Right. He's looking at his, seeing me. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. He's much um, prettier so than I am though shiny <laughs> well <laughs> do they really get prettier than you <laughs> thanks Dave. is that possible uh, so i think the first thing that 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 i or anybody would be struck with is that uh god is not what we expected god is holier than we could imagine uh that his uh standard for righteousness is more than we could uh, begin to fathom 
Yeah. And uh, it's a bit lopsided there, as far as I, as far as I see there. But what would his answer be? What would be an answer that would be sufficient to David the human? Well, if God said an answer to that question, what would be sufficient? So the question is, why did you drown everybody in a flood? A, a sufficient answer for me would no, be... The, the, the animals, uh, <laughs> why did you drown the animals along with the evil humans? Why did you drown the babies and the nursing infants and the fetuses along with the evil humans? Why the innocent? Why did the innocent have to die in the flood? There you go. That's That's a better way to word it. Well, I guess the only... Um, according to what I read in scripture, the only innocence would be the animals. So why did uh, the animals have to die? Why did he have to drown all the animals? Do all dogs go to heaven, David? Uh, I have no, I have no earthly idea whether dogs go to heaven or not. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I don't see why that would be a moral uh, breach in any way. Honestly, uh, you don't think drowning puppies is a moral breach? Not no, not no, no, not if God is the one who's doing it. Uh, David, owns... we're, we're we're David the human thinking. David the human logically, <laughs> this is a different character. This is I... <sighs> David the human recognizes <laughs> that recognizes logically that um, God owns these puppies and he has the right to do as he pleases with them. And there um... it is, there it is. So if I was breeding dogs, and I had a group of puppies that were all just ugly. And I said, I can't sell these. Nobody will want these ugly dogs. So I drowned them. Those are my dogs. Is there a difference? Uh, not, not in the same way they're not, ultimately. So God owns us in a, how does God own us specifically? He's the, he's the creator. He's the sovereign uh, uh, all conditioner. As, so why know, does that great... make him own us though? Like I, that's where I think I'm, I'm missing the point there is. So God created us, but why does he own us now that he has created us why does he own something he creates uh Who where would you rule? accept um uh, well god set that rule there it is there it is there it is so sure. god set that rule so god wanted to own people for what purpose yeah i mean why, why would he not own people that he created i mean i, if I you... don't really want to own people david it's a weird weird concept no no it's okay barbaric... that's, yeah, yeah but that entirely misses the point what what's the uh, point um, I didn't ask whether or not you would want to own people. I would ask. I asked why would he not? No, why you know, would you're, he you're want to though? Yeah, I mean, what what good reason would he have? Again, we're at that good reason. What good reason could David the human come up with to make that sound good? Uh, he's he's God, and I'm not. He's God, and I'm not. Um, but there's you know, that's, the, you know, that's so, uh, God's a, word. God, uh, God's word uses the uh, word picture often of the potter and the clay. Have you, are you familiar with that? I am familiar with that, but I kind of want to go back to that ownership thing a little bit because that's the that's the. Okay. Well, but but this relates to that ownership perturbing. thing. But okay. Go, ahead. Okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, he can form us and all that shenanigans. But sure. again, so why does he want people? Why why did he create people? Why why this ownership, awesome, sovereignness? Why all this? Why all? He's sitting in eternity. He's an eternal God. And he just one day decides, what? I I would have to know the mind of God to answer that, I suppose. But I, we do. I think, it's the I Bible, that... David. Yes, I'm so glad you and asked, answer... David. Do you have your Bible with you? I do. Grab my thing here. Well, all no, right. it's downstairs actually, but I could. Oh, yeah. Well, well. We all have a uh, 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 mind of God here. Um, so, crap. What was the question again? Now that I don't know. I don't I've, remember. Oh, this is terrible. 
Ah, the mind of God. Oh, this is uh, terrible. Would, I, I think I think you asked why God would, would want to own people. Or there it is. We, there we, it is. We're, we're, we're talking about the Potter and the Clay. Yes. Yep. Yes. I uh, see. Now I'm just off on totally different tangent here. This is terrible. I'm. I apologize. This usually happens oh, no, no. at least once on oh, no. podcast. So. Oh no problem. Yeah. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> tangents are fine. It'll come back to me, and we'll be, I'll be all excited, uh, and I'll okay. write it down because okay. I'll forget. But let's go back to um, uh, what, what was that question you wanted to go back to? The distant uh, uh, logical. No, I've already gotten there. The, the the end of the line answer is what we find in the end of the end of the book of Job. Yeah, um, oh, that is the end of the line answer. Okay, gotcha. Correct. Gotcha. Correct. Gotcha. So we've all already right. returned to that. And... We did. We did. That's right. So I kind of yeah. want to go back to let's uh, let's start with the light of the gospel. You you mentioned in one of your. Um, uh, notes on your your uh, page there uh, that you okay. enjoy sharing the light of the gospel. Correct. Curious as to what that is. Well, the gospel is the good news that that rebellious Not that, the light of the gospel. That... <laughs> I know what the gospel. Is. <laughs> what, that? what is the light of the gospel? Uh, I know what the gospel is, but what is the light of the gospel? The the light of the gospel, I would say, is the gospel. It's it's um, the the um, um, Isaiah 9, verses 2, 3, uh, liken the Lord Jesus to the light that came into darkness. Um, you know, the Lord Jesus told us to, uh, you know, let, let, let the light shine. The, the light that is telling us to let shine is, is um, uh, an analogy for the gospel, you know, the gospel message. Uh, so the message itself so, is the light, or or Jesus is the yeah. light, or? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He is, so Jesus he is, is the a, message? He is described. He is described as the light of the world, right? Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, you know, we're told that uh, uh, you know the world's a dark place. I believe that is true. I believe that anyone who's suffered, as my family has, has come to you know learn that experientially. Uh, this hmm. world is a dark place, hmm. um, and I believe that the you know true light, the true answer to that darkness, is to be found in, in the Lord Jesus and, and uh, in His gospel message. Why? Why do you think that? Why? Wh what light? do you think we're finding in there we're finding the light that uh that the uh uh the just punishment of god which uh we deserve um the which you know which um, the flood would be a very small inadequate picture of huh. is something that we can escape because that penalty has been paid for us um by the god who uh you know the the uh, the same god is a god who, who is a god of justice is also a god of grace and mercy I find so that the to guy be that a very the guy that made the trap gave us an escape and now he's the merciful guy. Um I don't understand why you would consider it a trap. I don't I don't quite get that. Hell, hell 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 is kind of a trap. You're kind of stuck in there. I mean, there's a sin. We're all born sinful, right? We're all deserving. I mean, we're worms, we're worthless worms, you know, that kind of thing. So so to God, I mean in God's eyes, I I think we're all awesome, David. I think you're awesome regardless of what your God thinks. Uh, but uh, so we're well, all deserving of hellfire. Picture. Sorry, what? yeah, that's not quite an accurate picture. The you know the Bible teaches that we're made in God's image. We're you know we're human beings made in His image. You know mm -hmm. not worms, uh, but worthless as, sinners. Um, <laughs> I mean, are, are we worthless sinners? Are we sinners? Are we are we seen as despicable in the eyes of God because of our sin? Uh, we 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 are seen as as uh, condemned in the eyes of God because of our sin. Now he doesn't um, like. Us. I guess that I'm not friends. I mean, yeah. we're not we're not in his clique. We're not uh, uh, part of the group. You know, we're not on his Facebook page. 
Is that the problem? <laughs> I don't think God would have a Facebook page, but anyway. I think I've seen it. I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think Facebook's pretty, pretty detestable in my opinion, but anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's a thing. But Revelation 3.16, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Sure, yeah. And he's going to spit us out to where? Uh, well, the, the Revelation 3.19, that's written to one of the churches. And 16. so, uh, 16, right. Yeah, excuse okay. me. Uh, but anyway, the um, uh, spitting out of his mouth, I would say that's a rejection of churches which um, are not uh, you know, truly mm. following him, which we see a lot of today. I believe. Oh, and how, ooh, man, that's oh, that's a whole other dive. How are churches really not following him? I'll write that down so I don't forget that one. But we'll, we'll go back to the um, uh, spitting out part here. Um, okay. So these churches that aren't following him correctly uh, or doing the right things, um, they get spit out to hell, essentially, right? I mean, they're not, I mean, God's spitting them out. I mean, he's not spitting them out to heaven or a lower section of heaven. I mean, he's obviously right. going to be spitting them out to hell, right? If a person is condemned, that person is condemned to hell, correct? Yes. Condemned to hell. Condemned to hell. Right. right. Um, so when we are born, does God already see us as condemned? Um. I would say probably so, yeah. I believe in the doctrine of original sin, as difficult as that is to, you know, people to, for, for the human to grapple with. So he, he creates these, let's, let's say there's someone like me. Um, he, he hasn't shown up for me. He's not here. He doesn't say hi. He doesn't like, you know, never shows up to one of my birthday parties. Um, he, he just, he's, I don't think he's there. So I, I, I base him on the the scale of characters is, you know, Darth Vader who kills a bunch of kids, you know, Yahweh kills a bunch of kids. They're both child killers, documented child killers. Um, that's kind of where I put them at. But as far as the condemned thing, I don't believe, and he doesn't show up to sh to to have me believe, to to make me believe, or 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 give me a choice, or soften my heart, as some say. Um, so, what do you think for me and, and others like me? There's plenty of people like me, and they'll just go to their whole grave and die, and God will never show up for them, and we go to hell. So we were born condemned. God knew when He created us that we were going to be condemned. He knows everything. I mean, Job, psh, what do you mean? We're talking to, who are you talking to, man? So yeah, God knows everything. So when he created people like me that are destined for hell because he's not going to show up and say anything, um, which he knows what it would take. He knows exactly what it would take for me to believe. Um, what about that? Is he, do you think that's just? Do you think that's a... A fair thing, and, and sorry, that was not the real question. The real question is, does God know what's going to happen, the predestined? Are we predestined for hell? And God created us that way, knowing where we're going. Sorry, long-winded question. That is a long-winded question, yeah, um, but I think I'm following it. Can, can, you, can you abbreviate it a little bit? Could you? <laughs> does God know little... when he created people like me that we're going to go die in hell when he created us? Did he know that when he created us? Did he know our yeah. life's journey? Yeah, I would say that he would have to, yeah. So he knows he's going to create a bunch of people that he's going to put in hell. Yes. So he's creating people to fill hell. He doesn't have to. But right. why would he? I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, so creating people to feel down, like, <laughs> I guess I feel a little uncomfortable with that concept, but uh, uh, I, I, I can't think of another that... purpose. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of reasons, but I mean, like, that's just the one that came up top of my head to fill hell, to yeah. fill a quota of some sort, you know? Um, but he created hell. So not only did he create these people to go there, but he created this place for them to go. He set forth this entire plan to send a bunch of people to hell, a place he created. And then to stop the ones that he doesn't want to go there, he sent his son or himself to die so that they wouldn't go there. He like, I don't understand that or that's that whole thing baffles me, okay. but it just doesn't make any sense to why. Why would he create these certain people just to go to hell? Why would he create hell just so he can put certain people in there? Are uh, we that evil? Am I that evil that I deserve this hellfire forever just because I don't believe in him and he doesn't show up to my birthday parties? Well, it would seem to me that you have a lot more than a, a lack of belief, a, a lot more than a disbelief, but you know, I'm, I'm sensing kind of a, um, if I could say it, kind of an you know, arrogant, it's an annoyance. Uh, it's an annoyance. Well, no, it kind of a disdain uh, for God, a disdain for the plan of God, and so forth. And just uh, his, if his so, plan is to send people to hell, I have disdain for that as Mike the Human. Sure. And then, sure. if his so, plan is to drown a bunch of puppies, kittens, and babies, Mike the Human says that's a bad plan, and I'm going to have disdain for that. And and as David the Human should as well. I, I hope, right. Uh, well, David, but David the human understands that there, that uh, there is a God who um, knows better than he does. You know, I'm not. Mm. Uh, Again, we're right um, back to that same thing. Is I don't, I can't come up with a good answer. <laughs> I can't come. With, is there ever a good answer to drown puppies, kittens, and babies? And there's nothing sufficient enough to find a good reason to do that. There's no good reason. Nothing would would satisfy that answer for me as far as i can think you know but, unless they're all rabid so, and they okay they were zombies that's it they were zombies don't, and don't. he had to drown them done there's but a I, reason I, I, i'm wondering how you would define a good reason and, and what is is this an objective that good one. or is it a subjective good or is, is it just yes. a matter of opinion it's all subjective all subjective do less harm david that's where i that's where i stand and if we can but do less, take an outcome and do less harm to get that outcome crap yeah let's do that you know but why but you, you you just said it's subjective, but you're presenting an objective mm. ethic. You're saying that it's objectively right to do less harm, right? I don't know. I think morals are subjective. I'm still working okay, through then, all that. Okay, but as okay, far then, as... Okay, then, <laughs> then, then, then what's wrong with me or anyone else saying that doing more harm is actually better? It's actually a higher virtue. The more harm we right, do, the well, better. In my subjective view of morality that I think is good, that would be bad. But why, but why, is, why does your subjective view of morality trump mine or god's or anybody else's well god doesn't have a view and his morality is drowning puppies and kittens i can't get behind that so that's but, not but really why? a good moral so god is no, your no, no, moral no. standard no but, but he's on, the guy the... that drowns puppies and kittens no but you, but you just said that morality is subjective yes but now you're but now you're saying that that no that's bad for him to do that he he can't do yes, that he my can't morality that. my subjective idea of what is good and bad says that drowning them is bad that's and burning them forever i think that's bad too just so we clear that up sure okay <laughs> but, but, but 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 why is your subjective morality uh better why does it trump 
you know, somebody else's subjective morality. Oh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. It's a it's a very simple test. Hey, David, can I stab you through the hand? Uh, uh not with my why permission. Not? No, but why uh, not? I don't I don't believe in subjective morality. But but why not? Why can't but, I stab you in the hand, David? Uh, I would probably stab you back if I could reach. But you know, since we're doing well, this, over why Zoom, would it be a bad thing to stab you in the hand? See, that's my question for you. So you're you're actually avoiding my question. It's very easy, I, David. It's I'm, 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 I'm doing this to as an example of my answer. David, would you want okay. me to stab you in the hand? No, of course not. No, of course not. Why not? Because it would cause pain. I don't like it. And it would do harm. Right. Did you so need why... God to figure that out? No, hold on a second. No, um, you, you, you did you, not. No, no, you're actually avoiding my question. I just answered um, I it. It's no, you didn't. Hard. Go ahead, answer it. Ask it again. Let's make sure I get it right. I want to make sure I get it. No, my, my my question is, why is you know why is it that you get to set this objective ethic hmm. um, that doing less harm is objectively because uh, it's right? subjective. I don't say it's objectively. It's subjective. Okay. Some people think that it's whatever it is, you know. But as far as my worldview goes, I don't think it's an objective thing. It's, it's a whole morality comes from us. We make it. We built it. It's it's a, just like we give life purpose. But that's a whole other thing. Don't get me started. My great. mind will go there, and I'll, I'll lose it. I'll lose track. Crap. Where are we already? Well, See, that's what happens. Well, great. Uh, you, uh, morality. The morality. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if you realize, but you just defeated your own position because what? Uh, yeah, you're 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 positing this. Um, uh, you know, subjective ethic where uh, doing harm is bad and doing, you know, yes. you know, uh, doing uh, uh, less harm or not yes. doing harm is good. Yes. Uh, right. But, so we can but see that you, that's, that's a thing, though. In society, doing less harm benefits the uh, benefits the masses, benefits society, benefits people. The less harm we do, the less we steal from each other, the less we stab each other in the hand or poke out each other's eyeballs or burn each other's goats, the less we do of these things, the better off society is. I mean, it's not rocket science. I don't need a God to tell me those things. Love my neighbor. Yeah, of course. No shit. I mean, a lot of people came up with that way before Jesus did. I mean, that's just a process of elimination here. That's where we're at. So it's do less harm. That's my that's my idea. You know what? That's a lot of other people's ideas too. David, I think it's your idea as well because of your whole you don't want to be stabbed in the hand thing. Really weird. Well, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> in a sense, it is. But see, I believe in a, in an objective ethic. Um, Where does this objective a, ethic come from? Well, that's. Um, and can we look at a... this objective ethic and go, "Hey, that person is an example of what to be and what to do." Can we do that? Yeah, of course we can. And uh, David, and, and as, to, as, for, as for where the subjective ethic comes from, um, where would you, uh, you know, what 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 preconditions would you think are necessary to come up with an objective ethic? You know, how do you define an objective ethic? Well, if my objective ethic came from a guy that wants to torture and burn people forever, or drown children, I would second guess his ethics. First off, right off the bat, Mike the Human, just cards on the table. So, okay. um, I don't know, objective ethic, I, I see, again, I'm still working through that, but my subjective ethic, as far as I'm concerned, comes from my society, my experience, my empathy, my common sense, all of those things put together, and the objective of doing no harm makes my morality. That's where I'm at right now. It might change okay. tomorrow. I might have a better concept of it or whatever next week. I don't know, but tonight, 
that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Was that a good answer? Was that good enough? Well, um, did that suffice to David the human? <laughs> no, it did not. But I, I don't want to keep going round and round. You know, you're you're still seeming to miss the the fact that you're positing an objective ethic and claiming that it's whose objective ethic am I positing? You're 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 saying that it's it's uh, wrong to do harm. Okay? I'm saying, so, in my opinion, it's wrong to do harm, and I'm saying okay. we can also test that theory, and it seems to be wrong all across the board there to do harm. It's not beneficial. Well, that, and that's how, oh, there it is. Think, beneficial versus not beneficial. That's how I'm doing. I don't think, well, uh, I don't think guys like Adolf Hitler would, would have agreed with that. You know, he thought it was very beneficial to eliminate uh, 12 million people, 6 million God of them thinks to, it's beneficial to eliminate atheists. He thinks it's beneficial yeah. to wipe out puppies, kittens, and babies and kill children in their sleep during the Passover. He thinks that's beneficial. Okay, I that's, don't. okay. I don't think those are sure, beneficial but, things. Sure, but again, you're kind of avoiding the point that I'm making. That is that not everybody agrees with your standard. Of so course. You're, you're, you're... No, not everybody agrees with it. And we've got psycho killers out there. That's why the psycho right. killers exist. Psycho killers. Sure. Ah, sorry, sorry. Right, but a minute ago, you said that across the board, people agree with this. And I don't think that's true. But and it's um... just say a lot of other people. Let's, let's just say a lot of other people do. Not okay. everybody. Not the sure. majority. Sure. We could even just go with some. I mean, wordplay. I don't care. We can go with that. Yeah, okay. But... But again, I want to know where your morality comes from. And if we can look to your source of morality as an object of – it's like the parent thing. It's do as I say, not as I do. And that's how I see it. Don't do what God does, but he's a great source of morality. But how can he yeah, be a great that... source of morality if we're not supposed to do the things that he does? Well, I, I believe we are supposed to do the things that he does. And you know, as far as you know, the um, you know killing of – you know, millions of people in the flood or Innocence. thousands, however yeah. many there were. Innocence. Uh, what's that? Mm. Killing of the uh, innocents, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't believe there were. I don't believe there was any killing of innocents. So, yeah, puppies uh, are innocent. Were the puppies innocent? We can agree on that. Uh, I, I, don't believe that, I don't believe the puppies are, are moral beings to begin with. Oh. You know, we're, we're, we're well, dealing sad, with David. amoral beings. Do you have a puppy? You need a puppy. I've got a... I've got a grown dog who once was a puppy. Oh, there you uh, go. But no, I, I don't believe that puppies or or trees. You don't think that are, dog has morals? You don't think that dog loves you, cares about I you, wants the best for you? I don't believe that dogs are moral creatures. No, I don't. Hmm. hmm. Will that dog sacrifice his life for you? Uh maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, Would that be might. seen as a moral thing? Uh, no, not in the same sense. No, hmm. certainly not. Hmm. Interesting. We go there later. Anyways, so destined for hell. That's okay. People in their sleep, that's okay. Jesus, that's okay. Um, I kind of want to do that a little bit there. Jesus. Let's go there. Jesus. Okay. Is that a that's okay. that's your guy, right? That's I, I call him the, the guru. He's a guru. He's kind of like a guru type person. So would you say he's your guru, your guy to go to for answers? I don't typically use the word guru but um <laughs> uh, i guess you know he, he would be um somebody to go to for answers for sure gotcha, yeah gotcha so so why did god create jesus or oh that's a that's a deep dive right there well how's that work for you is there jesus god is it one one thing or how's that work yeah i do not believe that god created jesus um you uh -huh. know john one makes very clear in the prologue that he uh was god 
he is God, and elsewhere we we find the same thing. So what we have in uh, Jesus, what we call the incarnation. You're familiar with that, no doubt. You seem fairly yeah. well studied. How, but how does that work? God didn't create Jesus. No. God is Jesus. So <laughs> how did he get to Earth if he didn't create him? Um. Uh, the divine took on human flesh, uh, became a human, was born. Like a piece of him? Or was like God still in heaven? Like, this is baffling to me. I got to know. How, how does that work? Well, uh, you're, I believe you're confusing categories, honestly. Uh, hmm. God is probably a spiritual. God is, God is ultimately a spiritual being, not physical. He took on a physical form in the Lord Jesus. It's like uh, a mist, like a, like a fog. So you can like. Separate. No, you're, you're, you're Spirit, I, I think spirits. Yeah, I believe there was a spiritual realm for sure. Um, how does the spirit look when it moves? Is it like ghosty? Is it like misty? Like how does well, God look? Again, you're confusing categories. You know, look, uh, looking is a is a physiological category, a naturalistic category. I'm perceiving. Ah. I'm talking with a with a. a so you a can't see spiritual natural. stuff. Um. No. Not unless not unless God were to manifest in some way that we could see him. Okay, so if God were to manifest in some way, what would it look like? I don't know. I've never seen him. Oh. Hmm. All right, that got nowhere. That's okay. That was fun. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, David. Yeah. So as far as Jesus goes, um, he didn't create him. He sent himself down to stop himself from punishing people. So do you think there was an no, easier way that, or different uh, way? Or how does that work for you? Yeah. How's that work? The, the the Lord Jesus that tells us in Revelation 19 is going to come back and be and preside over the biggest slaughter that's ever the world has ever seen. Yeah. So he didn't come to to stop the punishment of people. You know, he's you know, he um, he is the one who will be doing the punishing. Yeah. So um, and his angel army, they're going to be very, very mad at me for not loving him. Very yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah. It's a just anger because I don't love him. Yeah. yeah he's going to send so. his son to punish me. Right. Interesting. But, Interesting. But he also, but he also came to, uh, uh, you know, satisfy the, the uh, just requirement of God's law, for the sake of those who do believe. To satisfy his bloodlust, uh, Hebrews nine twenty two. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Um, but I mean, he does. We we see it in several places. He actually does forgive without blood. He is capable of it. Um, he doesn't refuse to no, do it all the time. Give me an example. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give me two seconds to look at my forgiveness here. Do, do, do. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, he has definitely done it a couple of times. There it is. Uh, Jesus forgives a paralyzed man in Matthew nine two, Luke five twenty, and Mark two five. It's the same story, just three different ways. Uh, Jesus so forgives you, a. I'm sorry. Yeah. So what makes you think that that forgiveness came without the shedding of blood? Because he just said he forgives him of the sin. He didn't shed any blood. He didn't prick his finger and like or anything. He just kind of. No, correct, but but the Bible also makes it very clear that no forgiveness is possible without the shedding of His blood. The uh, animal didn't shed it yet. That doesn't matter. Okay, you know that. You know the, the 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 shedding of His blood actually paid for the sins of anybody in the past as well as as well as the future. So it doesn't matter. That he hadn't shed it yet. Oh, it's the still... time traveling, the time traveling. No, blood. no, 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 no time. No, no them. time traveling. Oh. No, it's kind of a ridiculous argument, honestly. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so he he was forgiven here, but he wasn't forgiven yet because the blood hadn't gotten there yet because he hadn't no, shed his no. blood yet. So it's a future event. I'm confused. Help me help me understand, David. Yeah, no, no, the the, the future shedding of the blood 
you know, uh-huh. covered the sins of people who were forgiven. Got, at this well. point in time, it hadn't happened though. That doesn't matter. Um, I I have so I have bought things. Like, I, I I bought a house and you know owned it and lived in it without having paid for it yet. Um, you know, the payment comes eventually. So you know the this you is, know the, the the Bible makes clear that that payment you know covers oh, the I sins see. of. It's a credit. So he put this guy's. Yeah. There sure. it is. Okay. You, you, you gotcha. can look at it that way. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. Sure. That's fun. That's fun. So that's in there. There's a couple places like that. Um, uh, in, uh, what is it? Isaiah 6, 6. God atoned Isaiah's sin with a hot coal. Uh, I don't think that's quite a correct understanding of Isaiah 6, 6. Hmm. Um, the, the, the coal is, is a symbol. Just like the animal sacrifices in the Old Testament. You know, they were symbols. They didn't atone for any sin. Hebrews tells us that very clearly. Hmm. Uh, so the atonement comes in the blood of Christ and blood of Christ only. Uh, you know, Isaiah 6, 6, we have a, we have a, a vision. You know, Isaiah is not physically present in the courts of heaven. Right. So it's just a vision, so that doesn't count? I'm very curious now. i got to look it up. Sure, look it up. Uh, uh, there it is. Isaiah 6, 6. Uh no 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 no, no, no. sorry I'm gonna hold music there. Do, 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 do. All right, six six, and oh, let's start off. It's Isaiah's commission in the year of blah blah blah. Uh, above him, oh um, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted. Okay, so he's he's having a vision, or he's actually seeing this. See, and I have to go back. Well, the year of the game, I saw the Lord. Well, regardless, let's go to six. Uh, the one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. So does mm-hmm. that mean there was a blood sacrifice on the, on the, there was blood on the, on the coal? Is that what it was? No, no, you're, 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 you're no. misunderstanding the same point from earlier, honestly. With it, he touched uh, my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. So when the coal touched his lips, his sin was atoned for. Yeah, right. But God's word tells us clearly that no sin is atoned for other than the blood of the uh, the blood of Christ. This um, didn't have the blood of Christ on it. It had probably maybe no. the blood of a goat. Maybe, maybe. No, no. It, it no. It, it it was a symbol. You know, same same thing we find in Zechariah three. Uh, it's a symbol of the one atonement that does actually pay for sin. So the coal is a symbol for Jesus' blood. Yeah, a, a symbol for the purging How? that. Um, I'm I'm not sure what you mean by how. Do you how. Get, how do you get from coal to Jesus' blood? Uh, because uh, what we have in Isaiah six is is the uh, you know like a uh, kind of a, a purging. Uh, that purging, you know, t- taken by itself in Isaiah six, you know, we would have no way of knowing that has anything to do with the blood of Christ. But we read the rest of Scripture. We read on. Uh, we well, you have to read Harry Potter the- five to figure out it's it's a blood sacrifice. But what I'm we're talking sorry. about is this with the future chronicles um of narnia so as far as the coal though how does that symbolize the blood of jesus uh, the, the coal symbolizes the uh, purging from sin which is found only in the blood of christ scripture tells but that us. doesn't so, say that anyway you have to add that to it though david no it doesn't it doesn't say that but if you read on in the rest of the scripture we find that that's the only atonement that's made that actually pays for sin except for this one it says that, when no, you touch the coals no no this is a symbol but it doesn't say it's a symbol david if you read, is there if you read an the, asterisk that says, "Oh, by the way, this is Jesus"? 
blood. No, if you read the rest, if you read the rest of scripture, that becomes very clear. Nowhere in the Bible I can re re recall it references Jesus' blood as coal. So there's no like thing at the end. No, there's no uh, rosary, rose, uh, whatever legend. There's no legend over there telling me uh, these symbols mean Jesus. You know, oh by the way, the coal meant Jesus this entire time, or the snake it meant the serpent this entire time. Um, you know, there's not that. So that's really that's a tough one. That's a tough. Maybe if if coal meant Jesus' blood in, in in the original Hebrew or something, or we just mix the words up. I just I'm having a hard time with that one, David. That's a tough one. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I, I'm not having a hard time with it at all. It, I, I it seems rather obvious. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I appreciate it, David. This has been a blast. Um, yeah. Did you have you. any? Yeah, been a blast. yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally, man. Uh, did you have any closing words? <laughs> no, nothing. Thank you. Been a, been a blast for me too. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate the opportunity and yeah. Uh, uh, no, I can't think of any closing words. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to say at the end there? And then, of course, plug your stuff. Uh, where can we find you? You can find me. Um, well, I'm a little tough to find because I'm a little bit of an um, anachronistic sort. Mm. Um, I don't do Facebook or social media or anything like that. But if anybody wants a copy of my book, it can be found on Amazon. There you if go. you look up my name, <laughs> David Libby, name of the book, A Different World, mm. um, then you can find the book on Amazon fairly easily. I can't give you a link. I'm not. You know, I'm. You're fine. Links are out there, but I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm, I'm a computer imbecile, so. Uh, but links are out there. But if you uh, look up my name and the name of the book, it's fairly easy to find. So I guess the only plug I could give. Hmm. Um, but um, beyond that, I'm difficult to find. You, uh, my email address, if anyone wanted to email me, is hmm. David Libby, eighty seven at gmail.com and my phone number is area code oh, no. don't do it david don't do you want it oh i don't I, mind honestly I, if you're up for it man 100 percent. i don't know what will happen all 10 listeners are going to call you well that's fine i'm happy to talk to you 10 <laughs> listeners or 10,000 if it's if that be the case but uh 207-323-8651 so other than that i'm you know probably kind of tough to find i don't do facebook or any of those other you know, Easy to find now, that. David. Easy to find now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I'm happy to be oh, happy to be easy to find as you know as easy as possible. Hmm. But yeah, thank All you, right, Michael. Man. Oh, absolutely. You've been a blast. I appreciate your time. Stay safe out there, and we'll keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too. You too. And uh, we'll talk to you again, maybe. So many yeah. blessings. Have a good night. <clears throat> Have a good night. Excuse me. <laughs> That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find all things BSW related on the show's website at thebiblesayswhat.com. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to thebiblesayswhat.com and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will get you early access to each episode on Wednesdays instead of Sundays. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then... Have a great week. Next time on The Bible Says What? Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, so do you think God will intervene? And I'm like, I don't know.
I hmm. honestly don't know. Yeah. But we, we, we can realize that that's probably not a good idea is to let the kids wield the gun um, or have True. their way um, for such True. things. And, and God knew that the king would be a bad idea because they would cause a lot of death and destruction. But he allowed it anyways. He allowed them to choose death and destruction instead of stepping in and saying, no, I'm your king. That's it. End of story. True. I'm God. I know better. 